Okay. Hi, everybody. It's Angela. I am keeping everybody muted just in case people jump on during the opening prayer. So let's just take a breath together. Settling into our heart centers, our true place of intelligence. Just offering gratitude for this opportunity, this healing opportunity. Grateful for this community, this path. For whatever has brought us here today, we are so grateful. I'm grateful to ourselves for showing up. And we call in all the energy and the support from all the spirit guides, ascended masters. We call in all our knowledge of the truth teachings. And we make the intention to be authentic. And we take heed from our teacher that it's not about giving advice, but just to hold a space for each other, support each other, to share, and come to the truth. And so we allow this call to take place, trusting in its power, trusting in its healing capacity. And so it is. Amen. Okay, here we go. Unmuting time. Yeah, so everybody can say hi and then go ahead and manage your sound as it's muted. Hi, it's Linda from Erie, PA. Morning, it's Julie. Hi, it's Lars from Germany. Hello, it's Leslie from Michigan. Hello, it's Carlos from Portland. Hello, Philip from D.C. And that's everybody right now, so we can go ahead and let the sharing unfold. This is Linda. I just wanted to um, thank everybody for um, prayers and holding space for me this week. I had uh, a rough day on Tuesday, which I'm sure those waves will still continue to come, uh, especially during the holidays of um, grief and sadness and um, I'm just I'm just grateful that I have the support of this group and um, the tools that we have that um, allowed me to allow myself to move through the feelings and 
um, and be grateful for the whole experience, even though it's not always pleasant. So thank you. I'll share something. This is Angela. Um, started reading a book that I found in a free book box, and it's called the I think it's called the Secret of the Shambhala Brotherhood. Um, and it's still early in the book, but one of the things that came up as I was reading, and it's kind of written like a novel. It's a story. I believe it's the true story of someone who was guided to go to Tibet and meet a sect of Buddhists who have like achieved this higher consciousness. And as this American man is like guided to go there, he is interacting with these Tibetans and they keep noticing his anger and fear. And he himself is afraid because he's just was guided really um, abruptly, like it all unraveled like in four days that he was just supposed to fly to Tibet. And so he's afraid, and um, anyway, he's brought to this monastery to meet the head Lama. Well, the the head, his name is Lama something. But they commented on his energy field, and they said, "You're, you're not really working with the energy fields at your highest potential. And the chapter I'm in is all about clearing your energy field and using your energy field um, at its maximum, and it just was so cool because last evening and a little this morning, I have a lot of. It just feels like if I, if 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 my energy field is clear to start with, it feels like there's a lot of muck on it. And so, you know, Marianne Williamson talks about meditation being like the cleansing of our spirit each day. So we wash our body, but we don't always wash our thoughts from the day before. So, I don't know, it's just really guiding me to this thought of my energy field. And they are saying that everything is a prayer to the universe, the same things Jennifer teaches us. And it just brought my awareness to, okay, if I stay in this muck, I'm just creating more muck. And so, it just made me so aware to be responsible and to use my energy field to bring more light. So this kind of information coupled with Jennifer's teaching, I think it was last week, or to just be um, committed to that your purpose is to serve the light. And so this is all really helpful to me because I things were getting a little cloudy. just want to share that. Thanks, Angela. That's helpful to me because um, I haven't been meditating as consistently as I usually like to because, well, the meaning I'm making of it is that 
Um, I the one meditation site that I used to go to, I can't listen to on my phone right now. I can only listen to on my computer. So, but there's so many other ways that I can meditate. So that's kind of a lame excuse. So thank you for reminding me that that cleaning and clearing is so simple to do and so easy to do um, and so valuable. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning it. This is last. I always use tools for cleaning my energy field. For example, meditation from Deepak Chopra. I like them very much. And I feel very much balanced afterwards. I mean, even at work, at school, for example, when I have a free hour, I search for a place and I just listen to an MP3 relaxation technique. And so it's really wonderful, this experience. And even chakra meditation, chakra clearing, I uh, do it almost once a week or once every two weeks. And I really feel empowered afterwards. And I like this energy work very much. And I think it's good for a combination between energy work and the Course of Miracle. Okay, a Course of Miracle is much more wide. It's much more de it's deeper. It's not about clearing the energy, but letting go of everything. But I mean, the energy work can really help to go there. And so I really like it very much. So thank you for mentioning it. It was a big help for me, especially at the beginning when I started working with the Course in Miracle to really find my inner balance by meditating. That is really helpful everyone I Scott and I had um, a disagreement yesterday and basically he had a doctor's appointment and he called me on my cell phone at work and I explained to him that I, I really don't like to take my cell phone at work I don't like to call people and I don't like to answer it so if he really needs to get a hold of me he needs to call me at work because if I'm talking to somebody and they're telling me about their baby, you know, that died at 40 weeks, I can't just say, oh, excuse me, I have to push you on hold and take his call. So I was really disappointed that he called me, first of all, on my cell phone. And then he was just really short with me, like, call me back right now, I need to talk to you. Because he couldn't remember the name of the pharmacy that we get our prescriptions at. And I just got, I got, I just was really, really irritated at him because I'm like, how is it my responsibility that he doesn't know where we get our, our prescriptions from, you know? So he was mad, I was mad, and I was going to my mom's for dinner after work, and so he texted me and he said, sorry I was short with you, I was trying to do something outside before it got dark, and I just said, well, I wish you would have just said that to me instead of biting my head off. Now, this is all via text. And he just said, sorry about that, and so I texted back, I'm sorry, too, you know. So, and then I partnered up, and I'm like, higher Holy Spirit, please help me. I don't want to have this whole weekend in front of me being mad at Scott. It was just over something stupid and it's over and hopefully we both can learn from it and then I, I I I thought I felt better but I certainly didn't do any clearing of my thoughts you know but I was better and then this morning we get into another argument about something 
and all was about his doctor's appointment because yesterday when I kept trying to find out how the doctor's appointment went, he was like, it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine, you know, and he was very closed off. So this morning when he told me something about his blood sugar, I just got, I was just, I just sort of went off about this doctor. I mean, I totally, I just got very upset. And so when I got upset, he got upset and we just, what we tend to do is we move apart and then we we have a really hard time holding a grudge, so then we just come together and, and it's supposedly, quote, fine. Well, I, I was just upset, and, on, and all of a sudden I just thought, okay, Leslie, you're never upset for the reason that you think. And it just came to me, Leslie, you're scared. You're scared because you don't want your husband to become a diabetic. And even though he's – I, I – Cancel, cancel, cancel. I I cancel that thought. That's not going to happen. But it was just so helpful to me that that is what I was afraid of. And so I just burst into tears and I just, um, he was in the living room and I just went and sat on his lap and I just said, honey, I'm sorry. I'm just really afraid. He's like, honey, you don't have to be afraid. And it was fine. But my whole point of this long story is, I think a lot of the residual from yesterday, even though I thought I had forgiven him, maybe it was all mostly lip service and I, it was that heart-mind congruency that I hadn't really felt. So that's why this morning I overreacted so much. So that's something I'm going to look at as far as clearing the energy like that after disagreement. So thank you. That that Leslie that that awareness is uh, uh that's that's a huge I wanna I don't know uh just uh, help thank you for bringing that to my attention by sharing your own uh, growing awareness. Thank you, Carla. I appreciate that. I. And I was really glad that I recognized this so fast. One that I'm never afraid for the, re I'm never upset for the reason that I think, even though I couldn't really go farther than that thought. But then it almost immediately came to me that it was fear. I was feeling fear. I was not in love at that moment. So that was, you know, I was glad about that too. And now we're not both pouting in our separate rooms. So <laughs> that's a nice thing too, yeah. And part of it too is, is oh. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say, I, I know part of it is I tend to be controlling and I know this about myself and it's something I've worked on for a long time. And I just think with this whole blood sugar thing, I think he should try to work on it well, naturally with his diet and with a supplement instead of just, bam, getting on a blood sugar pill, you know. Um but I don't, I, you know, it's just hard when it's not like he did ask for my advice. This, hi, this is Chris. I don't mean to interrupt the guy. I'm on a, on a short period of time. But I have um, Nancy and Avery and Nancy's husband, Joe, here in San Diego with um, and Mary, and they're going to the zoo today. So it, it's been a real joyful time we had dinner last night 
and um, they're they're doing really good and really enjoying the uh, being able to take a little bit of a vacation. And uh, we just all wanted to say hi, and we'll catch you when we can. Okay. Well, that is great news. Um, can you share, or is it not appropriate? How a um, oh god. The name slips me. Her daughter, daughter yeah. I she never she never said anything. I don't know if um, um okay. m- maybe Wednesday. Oh, you know, we'll get to that. We're just we're being pretty fluffy. <laughs> you know, I've spoken a little bit of course stuff, but um, it's enjoying each other. It's been good. Will you will you give her a hug for me, Chris? Okay, I will do that. I I am really quite privileged to be able to have a couple people in the group. And that way she can hug you for me, so that will be like a (laughs) win-win. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's wonderful, especially since I'm looking at two inches of snow right now in Michigan. (laughs) Just a second here. This is Nancy. Say hi to the group. Hi, Nancy. Hi, everybody. Oh, I'm hi, Nancy. Wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm on headset. And she can't do it. Okay. I, oh, hang on to this. You should be able to hear her now. Can you hear her? Everybody here? Hi, everybody. Hi, Nancy. Okay. Hello. <laughs> We're off to the San Diego Zoo. We're walking out the door. Thanks to Chris. Oh, how yeah. fun. Enjoy. Yeah, hug. Yeah. And I'm hugging back to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that's on my bucket. That's on my bucket list. So have a great oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. We're so excited. It's going to be great. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 I'm putting it on mute now. Hello. Yeah, everybody's here. I think oh. we're all just uh, <laughs> jealous of the masterful living uh, field trip that we're not. Yeah. On. <laughs> Grateful that she's getting to do something fun. Take her mind off the seriousness of the situation with her daughter for a little while. Amen. Has anyone um, heard anything more from Peter besides when he checked himself in to the hospital? Peter Ross? No. Do we know even why he checked himself in? All I know is he has been having some gastrointestinal. I don't know. He has um, a, uh, an illness that is, I don't think he considers it serious, but other people may. Um, so I don't know if it's a side effect from that or not. Yeah, I haven't been, I haven't seen anything else since he posted that. Angela, are you the only 
Oh, Julie. Oh, wait. Are you the only uh, Max for Living 3 on? Yes, the two of us, yeah. Bruce is two. Is Julie but I don't Max have any. Three? Julie and Angela, yeah. But I don't have I any. I mean, Angela, sorry. Offer. But I'm just glad we yeah, can I don't bring know. him up. And... I've never had him as a prayer partner yet, so I don't really know what. I haven't heard a thing. Yes, today he posted something on Facebook. I have read it about an experience in the hospital with a roommate, an elderly man who had problems sleeping, and he shared something, but it sounds quite well, I think. It seems that his situation is good at the moment. He seems very convincing and happy at the moment, it sounds to me. Oh, okay, I haven't looked at Facebook today. Thanks, Lars. That's good news. So back to my situation, I just want to ask um, Linda and Angela, I guess. So, Angela, after you have a disagreement with your husband, do you try to go into meditation? Or I'm not sure what I could, and, I, and I'm not necessarily asking for advice, although I kind of am. I just, I just wonder if I could have done something different last night. Because I felt like I was ready to pounce this morning, you know, like I didn't feel like it was quite over. Well, for me, uh, my way of first processing is writing. So when it's mm. possible, I get m- myself to some paper and a pen and a little privacy and write down my upset, my upsetting thoughts. And then I... I sort of have the process of like analyzing them and from the point of view of like releasing the meaning. So I write down the thought that's upsetting me. And then as you have worked through in your mind, like I'm not upset, you know, for the reason I think. And then I kind of do the Byron Katie process. And then mm-hmm. if I wake up upset in the morning, um, because what's changed for me is I used to be very, very vocal. Like I used to almost let things just fly right out of my mouth. And now I'm I'm preferring to be quiet. I'm not saying one is better. I'm working on um, not really offering up anything negative verbally. <laughs> and then uh, to clear the mental uh, upset. Um, sometimes I give myself time and space, which you are also shared. And um, but as you know, I'm I'm looking to strengthen my practice of clearing in the morning. But even burning incense in the house, I just try to do something shift. But uh, I don't have a specific thing. But I work through my upset mostly with uh, journaling to get the thoughts out. Okay. Thank you. 
But I do think anyone can offer, almost like if someone ticks you off, husband, boss, friend, stranger, you know. I think it just felt so bad because I just, I I feel like I'm really doing well responding instead of reacting. But then when I reacted, it was like, oh, wait, this is such a foreign reaction. No, it did not feel good at all. So, I don't know. And I have to tell you, Linda, then I was kind of ashamed of myself, too, because I'm like, here I am. Am I worried about Scott and his blood sugar, or am I worried about myself and what that will mean for me if something were to happen? And then, like, Linda is such a saintly wife. Her husband's on dialysis. And she's, that, she's so loving. And, but then I that, would not that, say saintly. Then, <laughs> <laughs> but Amelia went. Such of the imagination. <laughs> Oh, my God, then, no. It, it's so funny because then I went into compare and despair. I'm like, last night, yes. no, too bad, too bad. It's not fair to compare. And, uh, and just God bless Linda and her husband. I be, I was kind of uh, going through the same thing when I was talking with a friend um, about my experience on Tuesday, um, my Tuesday experience with a friend on Thursday morning. Anyways. Um, and I was telling her how I was thinking to myself how selfish it is of me to be um, delving into that uh, deep despair and sadness and grief when my mother has lost her husband, you know. And and my friend said to me, that's still your dad, for one. And for two, then the same thing where, you know, like you were saying, am I really – um, worried about me or being in fear about how it's going to affect me, I was also concerned because um, three other times in my life when something um, significant uh, seeming in a negative uh, tone, something significant happened in my life, I allowed myself to go into a pretty deep depression um, for weeks or months at a time. And I just, I am not interested in doing that. Again, I'm not interested in allowing myself to go there. I'm not interested in putting my entire life on hold while that happens. So, um, so there was that fear also. So thanks for reminding me of that too. Yeah, totally not saintly. Oh, my God, you could ask Rudy. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, though. Go ahead. I would just say he would say probably at times, bitchy, bossy. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I just also, it, it's just interesting how things just trigger me. I mean, because... The work I'm doing now, I certainly can do a lot of things at home, and I know I have been a major workaholic in the past. I mean, major. And I I felt like I I thought I had healed that and and I was over it, but that was like my first thought this morning. It's like, man, I'm just going in my office. I'm just going to go work for the next eight hours, you know. And and I'm glad I I 
decided not to do that because that would have been a way of self-medicating. I know that might sound strange, but that's just, I, I would kind of lose, it's easy for me to lose myself in work, and I don't want to start that, quote, bad habit. So, yes. I'm grateful. I'm glad this is this is all coming up because, I I still move to say so, <clears throat> and actually I'm not telling anybody else because I'm actually telling me, and so I'm grateful for this is allowing me to do that. So I like to remember that when anything is coming up in my feelings, it's an indicator, and also it's coming up. It's I feel more and more grateful when it does come up because. It comes up to be healed because I it's if I don't feel it and let it move through me and let it be released and let go of it and acknowledge it, whatever it is that is helpful to each person. You know, it's all in each time for me it's different. Sometimes I, I try to understand it and sometimes I just release it to spirit and sometimes I ask my presence you know something but it's always different but so I'm grateful because more and more I'm actually I actually feel grateful at the moment it, shortly afterwards I don't know at the moment it depends very each time but that it's coming up because it's being healed because uh, without, I mean, it seems to me that if it just stays in there and I don't feel it, it's never healed. And so I'm kind of grateful that that's a wonderful process. And I, that's how I see it. I know it doesn't feel like it when you're in the middle of it <laughs> uh, most times. But, um, I don't know. I just um, I'm feeling grateful for that opportunity. Thank you, Carla, for mentioning it because I always use gratitude and I have made so many wonderful experiences with it to be grateful for every situation, even though it might be difficult. I remember last week I had a conflict with a pupil who was behaving in a very unfriendly manner towards me and I got angry in the situation. And afterwards, I just sent love to him and I was grateful for feeling the anger, for feeling the frustration inside of me, for I really felt that this gratitude shifted the situation so I use gratitude very often I pray very often when I'm in this situation and it's a good combination on the one hand I can accept my feelings and be grateful for experiences feeling and this has helped me so much uh, during the last weeks and so for me at the moment I haven't been depressed for a long time I mean some years ago five or six years ago I, often, I was often depressed when I came back from work but this feeling 
feeling of gratitude, being really grateful for feelings is so has been become so important for me that it's really difficult to be frustrated for a long time at the moment. So it's really very good for me to be reminded of the power which lies in the gratitude. So thank you, Carla. Yes. Well, my comment to it is, I can't remember what Chris said to Linda about the grief, but it was something about it's over when it's over. Um, it, it just reminds me that we're each on our own individual path of healing. And the comparison is silly, even though we all find ourselves doing it. Um, the conversation about the sports, um, one of the things that came up is, and I think Linda knows this as, as a big deal for me, is the idea of sacrifice and what does devotion to God mean in that 100%. And I think this is kind of, related is that I'm allowing myself, you know, I'm still not 100% committed. And some of that is wanting to watch the the, the game, and I'm not going to ask Holy Spirit if I this is will for me to watch it, because I want to watch it. So um, I know that's selfish, but, I mean, just allowing ourselves to go through the process, I mean, it'll come a time for me to to be 100% and it will be something I want to do and it will be something that is uh, no sacrifice involved. Amen. Is it selfish? I wonder. I mean, or is that your, the process that I, I, I'm, I think being grateful for the feelings is the same thing that it's all, it's all the same. So, yeah, and, and mean, some of it is my own projection of the meaning, you know, I make of it. So I may be projecting a false belief, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I appreciate that, Carla. It's all part of the process. Mm-hmm. I don't need, maybe the advance is I don't need to judge myself. Or I'm judging myself less, hopefully. <laughs> Always like when I say something like that, I always like want to knock on wood because I know how things come back. And... You know, Philip, what comes up for me because I am definitely married to a sports fanatic. As far as I, I very much feel like that football widow that they talk about. But I, mm-hmm. to me, it's like if you thoroughly enjoy something. I see nothing wrong with that. I think when, not you, but like, like I love to watch Dancing with the Stars. I thoroughly enjoy it. I I am in, you know, I'm totally into it 100%. But it's not like I watch it because I don't want to think about my relationship with Scott or I'm mad at somebody. You know, I'm not using it as an escape. It's just an enjoyment. And I guess I'm not attached really to any results um, 
as far as if, if I want somebody to win, they don't win or whatever. It doesn't affect how I feel. Now, Scott, as much mm-hmm. of, a, of a sports addict that he is, he, he only gets affected with Michigan football. Of any other game he can watch, if they win or lose, he's fine with it. But if Michigan loses, then he can mm-hmm. be in bad mood for the rest of the day. <laughs> now, to me, oh. that's a huge attachment to it. You know, and just like the other day when the Red Wings were playing and I asked, um, we we played your oh, sports team, Bill. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and and I asked him. And I said, "Oh, who won?" You know, and he goes, "Oh, Washington did." And I go, "Oh, or Washington D.C. And I can't remember the team. Sorry, Bill. And and he, again, he wasn't all tied into. I mean, he loves the Red Wings. Don't get me wrong, but it's just interesting how he doesn't really he doesn't get in a bad mood if they lose, except if, if unless it's Michigan football. That's a different story. But I don't know if that's helpful at all or not, but that's just how I I just wanted to share that. It's it's not just, sports is just an example. Um, It's anything, like just like you said, the dancing with the stars, or for me before Mm -hmm. it was sex, you know, oh, the Holy Spirit is going to take sex away. It's the whole idea of that there's not enjoyment in spirit or there's sacrifice. That's part of what I'm saying. It's this fear of 100% commitment or asking Holy Spirit in everything I do. Seems like that's where we're headed. That's the but. That was my 2015 intention, but I don't do it. I mean, it's okay if I don't do it. It's just because it, it will or won't happen at some time. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me. I'm sorry. I was just going to say to me, it's about being in my loving heart. So if I'm if I mean if I'm in my loving heart watching Dancing with the Stars, then to me I'm in spirit. So I can't I, I can't believe that there's anything wrong with that, and I refuse to, I guess, be that. I don't even want to say strict with myself. I don't know, but but like if if I was, you know, if somebody maybe not in their loving heart watching the sports game might be like. Oh, I hope he breaks his leg or something, you know. And I know you're not like that, Philip. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, like Carla said, we just, I'm just grateful that we've all come as far as we've we've come. So I think we're all doing fantastic. And I wonder sometimes too how much of that is judgment that we hold exactly. against ourselves. Because right. um, I saw somebody posted something on Facebook a few days ago about, you know, what is the difference between um, taking time for restoration and being lazy? And I think about that a lot of times, you know, after I've had three or four days of nonstop, whether it's working, um, running errands for my mom, you know, housework, whatever I'm doing, and I just sit and, you know, like, putz around the house and maybe watch some TV and, like, go through several hours of not doing anything that I'm judging as productive, then I, I do. I start to feel like I'm being lazy, but that's just a judgment on my part. What I'm really doing is trying to restore my energy, my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energy. So it's 
more about my judgments than whether I'm really being lazy or not. If Maybe if I stop judging it as being lazy, the restoration will happen even faster. <laughs> and then I can get on to doing the busy stuff that I don't deem as being lazy. One of the big, um, I don't know, there's this big, small, it's all judgments there, but it seems like I'm a good use of it. But in the retreat I went to, it was all, it was a lot of it was about <clears throat> watching your thoughts because emotions, what, I mean, these are my interpretation that this may not be what they said <clears throat> at all. And I definitely want to discount that. But, that most emotions <clears throat> come from our thinking about it. So remember when David Hoffmeister talked about the horror film and he said that something like if you didn't judge it, so it's your thoughts that are judging it. Your thoughts, so nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing is wrong. You know, we're just working through, and everybody's just working through in their way, whatever it is they're going through. So, it's, gosh, I hear myself say that. <laughs> I don't do it, but it's, I sound so some, sometimes like I'm got it all together, and I'm, I don't, I'm just speaking it because I appreciate this forum to be able to do that because it's interesting what comes out, and uh, and it's even the it's interesting. It's not a, it's not real. It that's, doesn't feel like a judgment. It's just wow, that's interesting. I'm feeling like I want to shoot somebody. I mean, I don't, but I mean, whatever I'm feeling, you know, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I I think it's mine. But it's not mine. What's mine is when I accept it or embrace it or what allow it or or put energy into it or whatever. So um, I haven't heard anything in this conversation that anybody does that's wrong. What if we give ourselves complete, total permission to do it. You know? It's not permission. It's it's like, it's it's almost like that allowing. You know? Huh. Allowing without putting, giving it the meaning. It, what is, whatever is happening, it's happening. It seems like it's happening. And let's, you know, Go on to the next one. I don't know if that's totally all to, you know, allow everything, love everything. I don't know. But it's all, um, I'm still discovering that within myself. But um, it's just all a process of learning to love ourselves, right? Well, I'm going to use that as a, I also wanted to share I don't read. I mentioned some of you know I, I I read a course of love, and I'm slowly going out. I do it in chunks. So um, mm-hmm. last week I shared what is love, and um, kind of 
I'm looking more and more like when I when I take time to be on Facebook, sometimes I feel like I'm opening my heart. Maybe it's just opening myself to feeling. And when I share some of the posts I've shared this week that some of you may have seen, it, it does open my heart. And so this book of love, uh, the House of Truth, and it talks about you know the one of the main blockages to you know living in that love is bitterness. Mm-hmm. And um, which I think is the opposite of gratefulness, right? Um, sounds mm. like it to me. So anyway, at the end of the chapter called The House of Truth, it's a very sequential book for me. And it seems to be the way I say that for Linda's sake. But anyway, um, at the end of it, it says, let us not put an end to this acceptance. Okay, let me read this previous sentence. Has not a part of you always known that suffering does not have to be even while you have accepted it, accepted that it is? Let us not put an end to this acceptance to the birth of our new idea. And the next paragraph, I don't know, it just seemed significant to me. So um, it's to me it's the equivalent of living that we are 100% Holy Spirit. We are the Christ instead of um, even when we're in our body and our ego. So and the title of this chapter is To Dwell in the House of Truth. And I, it makes a distinction between belief and idea. I think belief is not mm-hmm. of truth, but idea. Anyway, so Ooh. enough of my interpretation. Let me go on to this idea is the idea of love. It is an idea that makes perfect sense, and it's the very sense that makes it seem meaningless in a world gone mad. It is an idea that says that which comes from love is real. It is the idea that says only that which fits into the laws of love is reality. It is the idea that says all that love would not create does not exist. It is the idea that says if you live from love and within love's laws, you will create only love. It is the idea that accepts that this can be done and can be done by you in the here and now. To accept these ideas without accepting their ability to be applied is to change your beliefs without changing your ideas. This many have done. This you surely do not want to do. Anyway, um, that reminds me. I mean, Jennifer's preaching, preaching, <laughs> teaching mm-hmm. all along about you know, choose love, choose love, choose love, and that just seemed like that is. Mm. I kind of opened my heart to that, so I'm not sure how it came across or what people heard, but it was significant. Ah, I think significant for me. Great. Thank you for sharing that. I just loved hearing you speak about how you open your heart. I just love hearing that. That's like so beautiful. I wanted to share, this is Angela, that when I went to a workshop with uh, Ianla Van Zandt, um, she's on Oprah a lot now, but um, this was like almost 10 years ago, and her opening statement was um, she is asking for us to come up with a one-line story of our lives. Ooh. And her example was, I'm fucked up. And first I'm like, oh, my God, she's swearing? Okay. You know, <laughs> everybody's in these white robes. The room smells like lavender Everything looks so pristine, and there's flowers, and it's like this sanctuary. And then she says the F word, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, 
now I'm so confused in a way, but I'll just keep listening. And then later on, she said, you know, like I was there a week with her, and then it was like, okay, she tells us all that she, her one of her goals is to learn a lap dance. And then I'm just like, what the hell is spiritual? Because <laughs> I'm like thinking that's really wrong, and and I think um. I think the mastery comes when, again, all the meaning's been, like, let go of, and then you can find new meaning in things. And um, But I think, Philip, what I'm hearing, and I think we all experience, is we share it openly because we're figuring out that we've held it in our mind in a way that hasn't been helpful. And so as people listen to you, it's like, Jennifer made a joke with you on the call, like, you said I like hockey or something, and she's like, "Well, that's sinful, <laughs> you know." But it was so comical because uh, she was joking, you know. But everybody's sort of pointing you, and you, your higher self, is asking for you to receive love from everyone and assurance from yourself too that there's nothing you could do that would be wrong or bad. You could, you can't even sully yourself you know you can't even really screw up and so that's the joy I think we are like that's the whole point of finding freedom we're like freeing ourselves from all these freaking ideas of what is holy spiritual right and wrong bad and um yep yep that's the crux of the course right there and yep, I, I already figured Philip, it out. No, I'm just <laughs> I loved how Philip just laughed too when she joked about that, about the hockey. I mean, he just uh-huh. took it in great stride. You know, it was great. It was funny. And she said it's so deadpan. <laughs> it was funny. Okay. It's a delivery, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. She did it. She did a similar joke with Carla, you know, when Carla asked, can I ask them for a 15-second summary? And she said, well, it's going to cost you. I think the difference is, um, not difference, but I think, I'm thinking that I'm giving it the meaning it has, so this is the meaning I'm giving it. There's the energy behind when she says those things. That's the key. That to me is that sometimes if I say something, if I have energy anywhere in my body that um, seems, you know, negative or hurtful or whatever it is, then that's what makes it different. But I don't, I. I just don't feel that at all from her because, I mean, I've done, I've had issues where I get frustrated because I wanted to do something and and then she said, well, you know, later, like because she's listening to spirit or something and, and I'm like, I'm not liking it. And I'm like, I look back at it and I'm like, wow, that's that's interesting because I had the energy. It wasn't her. It was in me, or it seemed in me. I mean, I don't know. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's that's all interesting. I, I think it's really a, whatever you guys are talking about it's gonna help me something. That's very insightful, Carla. Because it's so true. And I think because you trust Jennifer so much, it's it mm. just allows you to be open to just enjoy her. And that's so interesting that you were to say that. Trust. Is that so I'm not trusting myself. That's the whole key to a lot of this stuff right. is we're not trusting ourselves, that we're not that we're fine. Mm-hmm. That it's all happening is needed, you know? To be helpful. It's it's all gonna be that way, no matter what we do. Or think but also <laughs> but also comment that um whenever I've needed true healing, when I've taken the courage to actually be on the hot seat with Jennifer, like mm-hmm. with my job situation, I, I mm-hmm. find that I do, I I have breakthroughs afterwards or, mm-hmm. or a lessening of the pain. I totally That's agree my, with that. Yeah, so true. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not necessarily easy, you <laughs> being on that hot seat. But yeah. yes. Worth I also love that she demonstrates to us that a spiritual teacher does not have to be like so straight laced deadpan all the time. Um, you know, that our images of what a spiritual teacher is supposed to act like and look like and sound like and like break the mold. <laughs> Break the mold, you know. If Yanila Van Zant can um, be on the Oprah Winfrey Network, uh, that means she's obviously doing something right. So if she swears occasionally, that's just showing other people that might have that same uh, inclination, like me, for instance, (laughs) that we can still be a, a... a, a spiritual being, a spiritual teacher, and uh, believe in love and peace and oneness and, and still say fuck occasionally because it's a word that's in my vocabulary <laughs> from the time I was very young. And I don't know. I just, it's it's good to have that kind of demonstration coming from her where she has that off-color humor at times and she feels comfortable enough to joke with us in a way that you know if somebody was just looking in from the outside and didn't know the dynamics of the relationship would have just gone oh my gosh I can't believe she just said that kind of thing so yeah I'm I'm grateful that we have that kind of teacher and that we can feel that um comfortable and trusting in her so that we can begin to feel more comfortable and trusting in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, North. 
Thank you so much, Linda, for this wonderful uh, share on Facebook. It was so uh, important for me for I often speak this kind of language when I have to deal with pupils, for example, who are five, fifteen or sixteen years old. And that's what I really have learned from a course in miracle, to really enjoy life, to do everything I enjoy and without feeling guilty. I must really say to Philip, I don't do much for my preparation at work, for example. I'm lazy a lot of times. I'm just <laughs> enjoying myself, but I don't feel guilty about it. This is really the most important thing for me, not feel guilty about anything I do. I don't mm. do really much. I only do the written work, but I'm much more happy about myself. And now I ask me what's better, to do a lot of preparation work for my pupils at school and be frustrated or just being happy and relaxed and I really feel that's coming back to me. It's everything is better now for I don't feel so much guilt. And that's really the wonderful thing that Jennifer mirrors it to us and that we can really talk in a way we like, that we can really enjoy films, we can enjoy sports and everything we like because everything is really okay and we cannot do anything wrong. This is the biggest thing I've learned from A Course in Miracle. I'm so grateful for it. And I'm also grateful for every share which uses such words, which shows us it's completely normal to do it. So thank you, Linda. It was really very helpful for me. <laughs> You're welcome, Lars. Linda, is there anything we can do for you to support you during this Thanksgiving week? Um, just uh, continued prayers that I can remain in my loving heart for myself, first and foremost, since it's all about me. And <laughs> and because we're one, I just like saying because it's all about me instead because it's like, um, yeah, just that because when I, when I can do that, then no matter what comes to my mind or my heart, uh, about my experience through it all without my God being physically present. Um, it just, it feels okay. <laughs> it feels okay. I mean, it feels like I can release the judgment that it's not okay is more correct mm -hmm. for me. So, yeah, thank you. You're welcome, and I hope you guys feel like you can talk about them, just because I know I'm involved with this family whose sister died that we're all really close to, and I think they love having me around because I always bring Jeannie up, always, because yeah. I can feel her presence there so much, and I'm not afraid to talk about it, you know, and I think they are, they're like almost like, oh my God, if we talk about her, it's just, I'm just going to shatter my heart in a thousand pieces, and and I personally don't believe that. I like to talk about her and bring her memory back alive because I, I know she's still with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and many like how, people and I like, are afraid to do that. Right, I'm sure. And But because does it make you happy when they do? Yeah. Right, but does it, are you glad when they do or not yet? So uh, oh, yeah, I feel, I feel so grateful anytime, anytime yeah. you know, I still cry, but... 
Right? That's how that family is with me. Yeah. Yeah. They're so grateful that I brought her up. Brought Mm -hmm. her to the party, they say. Thanks for bringing Jeannie to the party, Leslie. Yeah. You know, and yeah. So Mm -hmm. good. Even, like you said, even though it might make you cry and... But that's okay. What's nothing's wrong with tears, you know? Yep. I will certainly be praying for you, my friend. Thank you. I for you as well to release the fear around um anything that's going on with your husband's health because I can vouch on the top of the highest mountain we do not know what anything is for. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Well, on the topic of prayer, <laughs> we are at that time, and I open the floor for anyone who'd like to close us out. I can do that. <laughs> Just going to say I'll do it, but you go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to. And I was going to volunteer Lars. It's a moment. All right. Sounds I Sounds like a round robin to me. In. There you go. Okay. So I'm placing my hand on my heart and taking that deep breath of love and gratitude and so grateful for this community and the amazing support and the laughter and the mm-hmm. tears and the love that just lights up these phone lines, these virtual phone lines. Oh, so grateful for it all. Grateful for our practices and our teacher and this precious life. And I pass the prayer to whoever would like to add to it. God, I am so grateful for this community as well. So grateful for the friends that I have made. And so grateful for learning that we truly are all one, that we share the same fears and the same love and the same questions. And I am just Truly, truly grateful for Jennifer and all the teachings of A Course in Miracles and all the tools in my tool belt I now have when I am feeling upset. And just so grateful for that divine alarm clock that I know what to do now when the fears and the tears come up. And thank you, God, for this, for us here in the United States for this Thanksgiving holiday that's coming up. And I just pray for all of us to remain in our loving hearts when we are surrounded by family, even surrounded by those that push our buttons and to help us remember to be grateful that they are the teachers in our lives at this precious time in this precious moment. Thank you, God, and so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Open my heart. Yes. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thank Bye, you. love. Love you all. Bye to all. Bye. Bye. Bye.